It is that time of the year. You know what I'm talking about. The time of the year when your kids are high on life, your husband is going with the flow, and you're wondering if and when you might have a breakdown. There is a lot going on with you in your life and Christmas, and I have a ton of Christmas content coming. I've got your back, okay? We've done a couple of episodes, and we're going to do to here, dive into some Christmas stuff again, and I've got more coming. Today is going to be a bit of a rapid-fire sort of Q&A of just randomness. Questions that I have gotten from you from social media, from our homeschool mom group on Facebook, and I'm just going to just answer the questions. I have them written down and have a little bit of thoughts, but we'll kind of wait and see what kind of comes out. I do want to give a disclaimer, a warning here, and one of the questions has to do, and you might have seen this in the title, has to do with, we will say, the big man from up north. I'm going to call him SC, just in case I want to be sensitive to wherever your family stands on this. So I'm going to call him SC, but maybe if you're worried about me saying anything that might interfere with how you do things at Christmas, go ahead and put your earbuds in, but I wanted to run that disclaimer. We're going to talk about gift ideas, we're going to talk about unit studies, and more. So get ready, buckle up, let's do it. Welcome to the Little by Little Homeschool Podcast, where you can get out of survival mode, feel confident in your homeschool decisions, and gain peace in your heart and home. I know that when we plant our feet firmly in this season of life and embrace our homeschooling, motherhood, and homemaking, we will thrive. I truly believe that we can do this from a place of peace and joy, all while growing a ton of contentment. And while we're at it, Mama, let's deepen those relationships with our children and love these years we get to pour into them. If you're ready to create beauty, seek simplicity, and live intentionally, Homeschool Mama, then close out that lesson book, let the kids go play, and let's have an authentic conversation. In just a bit, I'm going to have a bunch of resources for you, so you're going to want to get a piece of paper and a pen so you can write down some of these ideas. And remember, if you have little ears listening that maybe you don't want listening, and I'm not going to say anything inappropriate, but I don't want to ruin anything about how your family does, maybe pop some earbuds in so that little ears don't overhear. So the first question here is, I was asked, what time of year do I start shopping for Christmas? And this answer is probably going to shock you. I, most of the time, most years, start shopping for Christmas about a week before Christmas. It's been a little bit just Christmas shopping, I guess maybe it's my kryptonite. I just can't get past shopping early. When we come off of the fall, I have two out of the five of us have birthdays in the fall. So I've been really have dove into getting gifts for those two of my children that are really special. And we've done a special get together or a party or something throughout the years. And Then we just get to November, and I mentioned a couple episodes back that my husband and I celebrate our anniversary, and then we have Thanksgiving, and then we get to Christmas, and I'm just a little maybe burned out from things, and just really, I guess just really just life is full, and I, okay, I'll be honest, I procrastinate. I really do procrastinate, and my kids will give me lists, and the thing is, here's the thing, my mom will send out a text and say, hey, what do the kids want for Christmas? And the thing is, that they will maybe give me a list and I just send her the list. And so every single year she gets to pick like the top things. 
And then I had to find out what she got for them and I cross it off. And I feel like sometimes at Christmas, I give them the leftovers. Now, this has been more so as they have gotten older and they would give me Christmas lists. When they were younger, it was, there was a lot more, it was toys and stuff. Now it gets to be a little bit more difficult. And as kids get older, the price of each gift goes a little bit higher. So to be honest, I utilize things like Amazon and there are times where Christmas gifts are arriving December 22nd, December 23rd. I try not to put it off because I feel bad making people, the people that have to work, to have to deliver everything. But that's kind of, yeah, I just aired my dirty laundry and told you that I'm a procrastinator when it comes to shopping. I'm the same way, same way when it comes to giving gifts for birthdays. The gifts will probably arrive about a day before. I don't know what I did before Amazon. Well, I do know what I did. I was in stores actually shopping a bit earlier, but I guess now that I have this crutch of being able to order something and it coming fairly quickly, even if it's not from Amazon, most anything can arrive within a week. So I am not, if maybe you thought, I'm sorry if I disappoint you, if you thought maybe I was a super prepper and had everything done, I do know of people who have all their Christmas shopping done by the time they get to Thanksgiving, and that's amazing. I guess when you come, I don't know if you have ever studied and looked into the love languages, gifts is not necessarily one of my love languages. I mean, I, I'm going to tell you right now, I don't mind receiving gifts, but it's not a super high one for me. And I think therefore I forget that maybe it's important to other people. So the next question here, this is the quote unquote controversial one. And I was asked how I feel about SC. And we talk about who that is, is the, the big guy from up north who wears a red suit. And all right, I'm just going to tell you the story. This is kind of how our journey has grown when it comes to this. I grew up and my parents, we just believed that he was real and went through my early childhood. It was actually, it was probably one of my younger brothers that broke the truth to me. And uh, that's just kind of his personality. And he told his entire kindergarten class that was, you know, a whole debacle. But it was just common during the, I guess I said 80s and maybe into 90s. I mean, 80s would have been mostly my childhood, uh, late 70s, 80s. And it was just common. Just you just taught your kids and then they would just kind of maybe find out. And so when we had children, I remember that being just a fun part. There was, it never took away from the true meaning of Christmas. We focused in on the birth of Jesus and just the amazing gift that that is. And so it never took it anything away. And so we got married and then started having children. Now it took a few years for them to even kind of understand everything. We started off and the entire, we'll say stocking and all of the gifts were labeled from SC. And my husband, who grew up different than I did, and was never, never thought that that was a true person, entity. <laughs> and he just, he had a problem with that. I remember him saying to me, I don't feel right about this. Like, we have taken the time. We will say we in quotes. He made, you know, he was making the income and then I would spend it. So we, yes, we as a team. And he's like, I, I just, it just isn't sitting right for me that every single thing is coming from that. I was like, okay. I I can get on board with that. So the next year made some adjustments and there might have been one or two gifts under the Christmas tree from that other person and everything in the stocking. And as the years have gone by, then so as you can gather from this, we told our children that this was a real person and went along with the whole story. And the reason I did was because it was just fun. I never it never made me feel 
like my parents lied to me. I never felt cheated at anything. It just added to the fun and the magic of the season. And and we'll get to my thoughts here soon and and how I have heard of other people approaching it. But I just, it didn't seem like a big deal to me when my kids were younger at all. And they would slowly kind of find out. And then the kind of fun thing was that the older kids would be, like an older child or first would be in on it with the younger ones. And we did the elf on the shelf for a little while. And then we kind of, I think we continued doing the elf on the shelf even when they all knew. But it was fun. They would take turns doing it in the evening after their siblings were in bed. And so that was just kind of a fun thing. But when it came to SC, we just slowly moved away from it. And I think each of my children might have been a little bit younger. But it was fun to connect with my older kids who knew and they were like, oh, yeah, you're in on it and everything. Now, now that they're older, all three of my kids have said, I'm not going to do things the way that you did, mom and dad. And I said, that's absolutely fine. They're like, we're not going to tell them that story. We're, we're going to approach it how it really is. And I appreciate that. That is fine. And it really wasn't until my kids were a bit older that I started making friends with people who had a different view. And they told me, and I was like, wow, I never really thought about that. So I do know that one of the, I don't want to say arguments as if it's a bad thing, but one of the things that people say is, well, I don't want to tell my kids this because then they might think I'm lying to them about other things. And just from my own personal experience, I never felt like that with my parents. And my kids say that, and they're all older, I have 15 to 21 year olds. They never, they say that they don't feel like that. They don't feel like I lied to them, I gypped them or anything. And they understand that we've had open conversations. So this would bring me to, if I could do it over again, would I do it differently? Probably. Probably with everything that I do know now and I understand now, I would. And I appreciate when parents do it differently than I did, but I have no qualms, no judgment if you do it differently. So that's just kind of how I feel about it. I think it can be a fun part. I think that we can talk about maybe Father Christmas and St. Nicholas and the story of him. I think that that can add to the Christmas season. And I don't think that it necessarily takes away from it. But yeah, I, I feel like you have to do what you feel convicted of. What is your conviction? If you're not quite sure, pray. Ask God, you know, how should we approach this? Maybe your kids are young and it really is never too late to pivot, to sit down and have a conversation, say, you know what, here's kind of the truth. And it might hurt a little bit when you rip the Band-Aid off and they might be shocked, but you can, you can pivot. You don't have to continue on the course if you are feeling convicted to change how you're doing things. Okay, so now that we're done with that, we've unpacked that, hopefully everybody is okay with that. Let's move on to the next question. Somebody had asked what my favorite family tradition is during the Christmas season. If you go back and listen to episode 105, I have a bunch of different traditions in episode 105, and I will put that link in the show notes so you can kind of find out some of my favorites as well as some that you can add to your families. I would say Advent would be my favorite tradition, something that we would do and has changed and grown as my kids have gotten older. Probably my most favorite time was when they were all in elementary school and we were home most evenings and we would be able to spend time as a family every single evening doing Advent. As my kids have gotten older, we've pulled back and really do Advent just once a week. And sometimes when they would be working, we couldn't even necessarily do it on the traditional Sunday. I would have to look at the week's calendar and figure out 
which evening everybody was going to be home so that we could do it. So I would say my favorite family tradition has been Advent. Some years our Advent has included going on some adventures, maybe going to a live nativity. So that kind of falls underneath that category. Next question is, somebody asked what some suggestions for the best unit studies for the Christmas season. Now here's a disclaimer. I'm going to actually give you a list. So this is when you're going to need your pen and paper because I want you to write some of these down and do some research and figure out what's going to be best for you. The disclaimer here is that I have personally not used any of these because my kids are older, but I do trust the companies and the people behind these companies. So therefore, I feel like they are a good recommendation. And for you just to go ahead and do what you think is really good to do for this year. And I have a very strong feeling that you are going to like a lot of these resources. And I suggest bookmarking some of them or sending yourself an email or adding it to the notes on your phone. Choose just one, maybe two. And then next year, you can go ahead and choose another one or two. Okay, are you ready? So here are some resources. You can find all of these on social media, but you can definitely find them on their blogs, on their websites. The first is going to be Treehouse Schoolhouse. Another one is the Peaceful Press. We have Brighter Day Press. We have Not Consumed. Then there's Little House Learning Co. I also found the Gather Round. I know a lot of people enjoy them for a lot of things, and so found that one as well. And the last one I'm going to recommend is the Gentle Plus Classical Press. Now, again, I have not personally done any of those. I think I might do possibly one of the one from Not Consumed that is for teenagers. Remember, my kids are teenagers or they have graduated. But I think that's a really great list of places to start off and take a look at. There's different price points and different options. Last question here, and then we're going to close things up because I know that you have a busy day, right? Okay, last question has to do with wanting some ideas of some simple gifts as well as minimizing Christmas gifts. And then also I was asked about gifts that aren't just things. I do have one resource out there that I did a couple of years ago. And maybe you don't know this, but I used to have a YouTube channel. I mean, it's still there. I do put the podcast episodes there as well. But there is a video from maybe two years ago or so that I did a list. I actually showed the different products for, this is specifically for like elementary age boys. I never did a list for girls. I never went on to different ages. I am very sorry about that. We've moved away from all the toys and all those things. I wouldn't even probably have most of those things. I think in that video, I probably do have all those resources. That's how good they are. They're not just a gift just to give a gift. So I will put that link for that YouTube video in the show notes. And I believe that in the description of that video is links to all the different products. So as far as simple gifts, I just really like to study my child and really think about what is it that they would like. The fun thing is when you have younger kids and maybe they don't have access to a lot of different resources or free access to the internet is that they don't always know what's out there. I really enjoyed when my kids were younger and I knew the toys and the different resources and just different maybe books and just fun things that were out there that I knew that they would absolutely love and they had no idea that this product or toy or resource, whatever it is, they didn't even know it existed. And that was so fun for me to go and do that. I do have one idea for my daughter that she has no idea exists. And I'm excited to 
I think that's what I'm gonna, one of the things I'm going to give to her this year is something that she doesn't even know is out there and I think it's going to be perfect for her. So really behind giving gifts is I really try to study my kids and to find something that I think they're really going to love and not just to give it to them, just to give it to them. Now, when they were younger, we did a lot of gifts that were secondhand gifts. My kids had no idea. And there were some very lean, I don't even want to say budget friendly. There were some very lean, not even budget friendly, just like so tight ears. And I would shop at thrift stores, at kids consignment sales. And sometimes even my youngest would get a re-gift. It would be something that my older two had used and had probably forgotten about. I had tucked aside. I would clean it up, maybe put some new batteries in it and just wrap it. So we kind of laugh right now, James and I would laugh about those Christmases because he would say it was like a toy phone or something like that. It would just be wrapped, the toy phone. There was no packaging. There was no boxes or anything. And... The fun thing was you would unwrap it and open it up and there it was ready to play with. There was no, I already had the battery in it. There was no taking the pad of the packaging. There was no waiting of that. And my kids never noticed. And we look back and it, those years felt hard and felt a little bit of maybe shame that we didn't have a lot of extra money in the budget in order to buy all kinds of new stuff for our kids. And therefore we just would re-gift things that my other two hadn't seen in a long time or purchase it from thrift stores. Now there's Facebook Marketplace, so don't be afraid to do that. If it is something that you think your kids are going to absolutely love, then go ahead and do that. As far as then the other part of the question was somebody had asked about minimizing Christmas gifts. I think that when you really set a budget, that can really help with minimizing the gifts. I try to, so we have a budget, and then I try to have the same amount of things to open for my kids. So it might mean that one of the boxes my child, one of my children opens up, there might be a couple small things in there. And then that say that's gift number two. The gift number two for another child might just be one thing. But in all, all of those still equal the same type of budget. And I make sure that they all have the same amount of packages to be able to open up. So minimizing Christmas gifts, if you have a lower budget, there's going to be lower amount of Christmas gifts and really just thinking about what is it that your kids will love and what is something that they're really going to enjoy. And so the last part of this question was somebody asked about some gifts that aren't just things. Well, this is when you can do some fun stuff and incorporate your homeschool. You could, especially since we're going into the winter and you might be a little bit more stuck inside, maybe finding some type of local museum or something that you can go to and getting a pass so that you can go to that. Maybe it's a children's like indoor play area and your family just gets a pass for that and you tell your kids you're going to take them every single week or every other week. But more so looking at what are some experiences maybe that you can have, which makes it a little difficult on Christmas Day, especially if your kids are younger and they're used to something else or used to getting a lot of gifts or they just don't quite understand. It can be a bit more difficult. So I would suggest having some gifts for them to open up and it might take them a little bit to understand, oh, we're going to go on this trip instead, or we're going to take some day trips, or we're going to go to a concert, or we're going to whatever the experience is. Think about something that you think your kids are going to really enjoy instead of just things that are just to give them. Because a lot of us have already a lot of toys and a lot of things in our homes. So being intentional, stopping and thinking and understanding 
that your kids might ne not necessarily appreciate and understand why you're giving them certain gifts or why you're not going overboard with gifts, but they will. They'll come in time. They will remember it. And remember overall, over all these Christmases with our, with our kids at home, they typically only remember a couple of gifts over the course of all of that time. So I like to make a count and really be intentional. All right, we are going to finish up, wrap up here. Thank you for joining me here today. If you are enjoying the content that you hear from me today or overall and you would like to hear more, I actually send a newsletter once a week. It'll drop into your email box and it'll have more links. It'll have more resources. It is a little bit more insight into my homeschool and just some thoughts and just some more inspiration and some more encouragement that is just reserved for those that subscribe to the newsletter. And you can go ahead and subscribe to that if you are not already. And there is a link in the show notes. I hope today's episode has encouraged you. I hope I didn't step on any or too many toes. Let me know. I'd love to hear some feedback as well, but definitely join the newsletter. And I hope that your Christmas season here is going really well. And be sure to come back because of a lot more Christmas episodes coming up. If this podcast has encouraged you, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. I love to hear how this show has impacted you. So if you could hop over and do that, I'd be so grateful. While you're at it, take a screenshot of this episode and share it with your friends to encourage them. You can also find me over on Instagram at Little by Little Homeschool. Until next time, have a beautiful day, Mama.